When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another bonus round episode of Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and joining me for this bonus round, I have my regular Comic Book Nation co-host, Mr. Connor Casey is here. Twip. And if you're looking at the name of this video or this particular podcast, you know this one is all putting a spotlight on comic book gaming, our elite gaming team. And today, joining us once again on the podcast is Mr. Logan Moore. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing all right. And where exactly are you right now? So I've been, I'm in Los Angeles recording this in my hotel room. I just switched between hotel rooms, strangely, because I'm here for a couple different uh, things that are going on this week, but the thing that we booked in different rooms, that's hilarious. Yeah. So the thing, uh, the, the main thing though, uh, that I, that we're obviously talking about is Spider-Man. That was one of the things that I have seen this week and played a little bit of Spider-Man two on PS five. And uh, awesome. So we're just kind of doing this almost like off the cuff live. This will go up once the embargo's up. So you guys will be hearing this days later, but how, like, when did you play the game actually? So I played it yesterday um, and I got to go hands-on with about two or three hours of it in total. Um, they dropped us into a section of the game that it wasn't the start, but I could tell it was probably maybe two or three hours into the game. Um, Peter has the symbiote. He's got the black suit by that time. And so um, kind of was just an early portion of the game where you're getting used to the new symbiote abilities and things like that, that Peter has in, at his disposal in this game. Can, can you walk us through like what all that two to three hour window had? Like, did you play story missions? Was it free roam? What, what all did you do? Yeah, so it started, I played probably about four to five main story missions in total. Uh, the first one began, the, the demo started off with, um, with Peter tracking down Craven. And that's the first thing that I saw was, a, was an encounter between Craven and Peter. Um, and then that gets kind of, if you watch the showcase here, which we've got the gameplay footage on for, um, from earlier this year, this is actually a chunk of the demo that I played here. Uh, the stuff that's got the lizard in it. So most of what I played was heavily centered around, um, Peter trying to track down, uh, Dr. Connors because he believes that Dr. Connors can somehow, uh, get a cure for Harry in the game. And Harry is uh, one of the main characters in this game. They kind of teased his implementation at the end of the previous game. And they're still trying to look for a cure for him. So it's kind of similar to like Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, where people nondescript disease that he needs healed. Um, and he needs Dr. Connors' help, but Dr. Connors has gone all lizard-fied. And so you're chasing, you're chasing the lizard basically around New York for through a variety of different missions. And in the midst of all that, Craven is also trying to hunt lizard, but he's also trying to hunt Spider-Man. So there's a lot of different things going on. Um, and then I played as Miles for a couple of missions as well, which I have to say was 
were not as engaging or enticing because I think so much of the game is, you know, I, I think so much of the allure of this game is, you know, the black suit stuff that they're doing, obviously setting, paving the way for Venom, which I did not see in my time with the game, obviously, because I, you, you assume Peter will shed the symbiote later in the game and then that'll lead to Venom being born and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I have not seen, um, I have not seen Venom yet, but Miles's sections were less interesting, I think, but I, I am not, I'm not necessarily down on the game in that manner either. Do you think it's because, I mean, the Miles, have you, I'm assuming you've played both the first two Spider-Man yeah, or the yeah. Spider-Man and then Spider-Man Miles Morales. Was it just the proximity? Is Miles just too close to playing like the Miles Morales game? Yeah, a little bit. Like, um, they, they told us, they showed us some of the upgrades that he's going to get throughout the course of the game. But in the demo that I played, I don't think he had received those upgrades yet. So a lot of the powers and abilities that I had when I was playing as Miles were uh, recycled from the previous game, if I am correct. But they kind of showed and teased some of the stuff that he'll unlock later on. And a lot of that seems cool. Um, other than that, it's just... Most of what Miles seems to be doing in the early hours of this game are, is just kind of trying to find himself. Obviously, he's been Spider-Man for a period of, I think, about a year or something around there um, where this game picks up. And he's still just trying to kind of balance his personal life with his life as Spider-Man. And so it's kind of a classic Spider-Man story arc in that manner. But everything else, all of the narrative heavy lifting seems to be happening on Peter's side in the early hours of the game, which isn't necessarily surprising. And I imagine that later on, again, I didn't see anything like this, but there's going to become a point where Miles and Peter are gonna clash, I assume, and they'll probably come to a head and fight each other or something like that because Peter's gonna get out of hand as a result of the symbiote. Now, ooh, we getting two Venom-style battles in this? Big boss battles? I, I hope so. If they, if, if they don't do a Peter versus Miles boss fight in this game, I think that is a huge wasted opportunity. I, I've been saying that for uh, like multiple years at this point since this, since this game was first revealed. Definitely. Agreed. Speaking of the symbiote, when you're Peter in the black suit, how different is the gameplay as opposed to what we had in the first Spider-Man? Yeah, so this time around, they've got like, there are two different, um, there's like an ability mapping that, that is all mapped to the left trigger. And you have four abilities that are assigned to the face buttons that you can use. So for instance, um, like if you press L1 and let's say triangle, you'll be able to do like a ten tentacle grab where you shoot out a symbiote tentacle and blast one enemy specifically. There's others where you can grab a whole bunch of enemies at once, slam them on the ground. So you have four different um, abilities assigned to the face button. And then uh, Miles has um, his Venom techniques, which are assigned to those same face buttons. And then on top of that, you've got the gadgets, which are assigned to the... Uh, to the right side of the controller. Basically, if you press R1 and use certain certain prompts assigned to the face buttons, then you can do stuff like web up enemies to certain walls and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of a combination of um, the gadgets that Peter and Miles have at their disposal combined with their abilities. And then a lot of the basic hand-to-hand -hand combat from the previous games are, is, is back once again and firing off webs. And there's a new parry system this time around as well, which was a pretty big focus in the demo that I played. Um, and I was not very good at that, but I imagine that anybody who wants to get really good at combat will have to start timing things a lot better this time around, because if you played the previous games, you probably knew that you could just, you could just kind of spam the circle button and dodge all incoming attacks. And this time around, there's a lot more of an emphasis on trying to focus on that parry system that they've included. Is there, 
a point, you know, I, I know demos, you, like you say, you spend a lot of time with these. Was there like a, a real highlight point for you where you just locked in, like something was happening in a game or something really just got exciting to you and you kind of just were like, okay, I'm locked in now. Yeah, that, so that, um, it, they're actually, we're actually showing it here in the background. This demo where Lizard is, is swimming through the river and Craven's guys are all around it is fantastic. It was one of the best points of, of the demo that I played. There's just so much going on. Um, there's also my demo capped off with a boss fight with Lizard, which was really fun. And that is great because it's not only a boss fight in a closed environment, but then Lizard ends up escaping and you have to chase him around through the city. And so he's crashing into buildings and you're trying to get a hold of him. And at one point, you're like running up the side of a building and he's uh, he's sprinting up a skyscraper and you've got like webs tied to him and you're trying to dodge it incoming fire. I mean, there's just a lot going on in some of these situations and uh, cinematically they are awesome they make for some really great gameplay sequences and then i'm a sucker for everything with the black suit so just getting being able to use the symbiote as peter i thought was awesome that's something i've been waiting for for a long time with these games um so yeah that was a constant highlight for me the story stuff is what i'm most interested in um and they're really honestly despite having played for two or three hours i still feel like there's a, not a lot that i know about where they're going to go with the story. This was really a good chunk of the game for me to play because it was relatively straightforward. Um, and so I, I'm very much looking looking forward to that, seeing how that unfolds. The first games are so novel and distinct because they did kind of like what Arkham did for Batman in the sense of putting you in Spider-Man suit and making you feel like Spider-Man, for real, in combat, in movement, in, in traversing the city. How does it, have they upped that feeling? Because I know you're saying they're using like an, an increased parry system. And it makes me think yeah. you're going to have to be a little bit more Spider-Man to kind of like, you're going to have to upgrade your Spider-Man skills to really excel at some of this game. Yeah, the, the combat stuff is what I've focused on a lot. I feel like talking here with you guys. And that that's all been upgraded um, quite substantially. I think the traversal, though, is the thing that I am most impressed by and if you're going to say makes you feel feel the most like spider-man that's the thing that i think they've made some like some great fine-tune upgrades um the swinging is still fantastic like it was in the previous two games but the web wings are awesome um you can there yeah, is that's really, there's there's a great sense of speed getting through new york they've added the swinging is also now faster um just slightly but there you can because the ps5 uh, can process things better they've allowed uh They've allowed you to swing through the city faster now. Plus, New York is bigger. They've introduced Queens and Brooklyn as new boroughs that you can go to. So the scale of the game is much larger compared to the past two. Um, and they've introduced new new gameplay features that help you get around the city quicker. The web wings are great, though. They're a little odd to control. And there are some uh, like side missions or, or things like that where you're chasing like drones and you can only use the web wings in those sections. And you have to like fly fly through certain rings and it's kind of like superman 64 which i found to be very bizarre um but but the web wings are, are a ton of fun to, to use and uh there's some other i was looking at the skill trees while i was playing too and there's some additional there's some additional uh web slinging uh upgrades that they've also included that i didn't get to try there's somewhere it's like you can zip around corners faster now and you can get build momentum off of that one that i did buy allows you to do a full 360 degree rotation 
on a web and then launch yourself off of it to gain like a huge boost of speed, which you can then activate the web wings and then you're zooming through the city. So there's a lot of small tweaks like that that I think are really cool uh, that people are going to get a big kick out of. Now, Logan, I think I know the answer, but I know this is going to be a big conversation once this drops. Uh, from everything you've seen from the demo, from the different trailers that have dropped, whether it's gameplay, narrative, or just other little things they've added in, have they done enough to build up this game to feel like the Arkham City to the Arkham Asylum? Does this feel like a legit sequel, or is, are people going to hit this with, it's more of the same from what you got from 2018 and Miles Morales? Broadly speak, it's hard to say because the demo, I mentioned this before, the demo I played was really sort of, it was a section of the game where I could tell that it gave me a good enough idea of what this game is going to be without showing too much. Um, and I tried to talk to some of the folks at Insomniac about some of the things that you might see late in the game. Um, and they are being incredibly dodgy. So they're, they're, they're sitting on a lot of surprises with this game. And so um, some of the bigger upgrades, like the like you're mentioning, if it'll really feel like a true sequel or whatever, I feel like they're keeping that tucked away for the mid to late game sections. Um, but even playing a portion of the game from the early hours, yes, it very much feels like a sequel. Not only uh, a lot of the traversal and gameplay upgrades that I've mentioned, um, but the visuals are fantastic this time around. Like having this only be on PS5 feels like a the right decision. I know some developers have yeah, been that's my like a, a weird subject, so. yeah. Some developers have been in like a weird middle ground with bringing their games to last gen and current gen hardware. Making this exclusive to PS5 is a great choice. I think it's really one of the um, highlights of the hardware so far. I, I yeah, like it's it very much is similar to the old games, but like you can't ask them to totally reinvent the wheel at the same time, especially when those previous games were so good. So. Um, and I think switching back and forth between Miles and Peter and having a story that feels like it's going to contain far more depth around the two of them will be what makes this feel like uh, a full-fledged sequel or whatnot, kind of like you were talking about. Yeah, my next question was, yeah, there's the pre PS5 processing power. And uh, as an exclusive, how much do you think this is going to... I mean, I know it is going to finally get me. I'm trying to get through this through uh, Tears of the Kingdom so I can get ready for this. <laughs> Uh, in Black Friday, but uh, do you think this is going to be a major hardware driver? Oh, yeah. Like, this is the PlayStation game at this point. I feel like it was, but it's this and it's God of War, our PlayStation's two big cash cows. And God of War, they still had on PS4 last year when Ragnarok came out. This is only going to be PS5. So, this is going to be uh, probably the biggest driver of PS5 sales out of anything so far. I, 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 this is. I don't know if this will be the best-selling game of the year or anything like that because you've always got you know your Call of Duties and stuff like that. Zelda's been selling really well, but this will this is by far the biggest exclusive that I think they have released on PS5 only so far, and is going to surely they will be selling a lot of those special edition Spider-Man PS5 consoles, I am sure, throughout the rest of the year. Um, I only have one more, and then Connor, you can throw out some. Um, my question is, you know, we're comicbook.com, so even though this will be led by gaming, inevitably with these games, we don't just write about it from the gaming sense. So there's also the Marvel side that we got to dig into. I know you said that Insomniac's keeping it close to the vest, but from what you've played so far, do you get a sense that this game is going to kind of once again remix or do some novel things with Marvel lore that will kind of even expand beyond gaming and to kind of get the attention of the Marvel fans? 
Yeah, I think so. I, I, I tried to look into some of this when I played too. Like those who played the previous games know that there's like the Avengers Tower and stuff in the game and Peter will make certain comments if you swing near it. I went to it in the demo and he didn't say anything. So that was kind of <laughs> disappointing. Um, so there, there's definitely going to be those things. It, it's also worth noting that the demo I played had certain side objectives unlocked, but they they very clearly blocked out all of the side missions that, like I'm thinking the stuff from the previous games that had like Taskmaster involved and stuff like that. All of that stuff was locked for the demo. Um, the only stuff that I could really do off the beaten path was like go get collectibles and things like that. Um, so they're very clearly playing it close to the chest when it comes to the other secretive marvel stuff that they've got in this game because i think so far only the only characters that have been confirmed have been venom uh venom lizard and craven and then uh i forget yuri's character's name yuri watanabe the character that she um ends up becoming i know she's going to be in this game i think it's wraith maybe i can't remember um so she's going to be in the game in some capacity as well um but other yeah, than that is it Wraith? Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Um, so I there's 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 a lot of secrets I can tell just from being around them and asking them some things. Obviously, you've you've got Norman in the game as well. I, I imagine they're going to try to set up a third third game where Green Goblin will end up being the main villain. That feels like the next big logical thing if Venom ends up being the main baddie of this game, which I don't see them deviating from. Um, so if they do a third game, which they almost certainly will, I feel like they got to start laying the, laying the grab, the, the, the roots here for the green goblin stuff to be in the third Ooh. installment, which I have Pre not seen anything of yet. Um, and then I, I think, I think just I the biggest, the biggest question I still have is just who's going to be venom. Like that is the oh. one thing that I don't know because Eddie Brock is not in the game. They've said explicitly Eddie Brock is not their venom. Um, all signs and hints from the trailers and again there wasn't much in the demo that i played that really hinted at anything like this either but it seems like harry is going to be venom which oh it's definite yeah would I mean, be a that's my prediction be, yeah i think it'll be harry i just hope it's not craven because i know that's another popular mm. theory i i wouldn't like that um i in fact i hope whenever venom is like emerges or is born or whatever i hope he kills craven i think that would yeah, be like a say, great introduction predator like her hand through the chest type deal is gonna yeah. what's gonna happen to him i think that would yeah. be a great way to set to segue between the two major villains of the game is if venom shows up and immediately knocks out craven um i think here's my prediction because i think they are really good about kind of games and stories and so i think it's going to be like this kind of friend weird not instead of romance like this friendship triangle between miles peter and harry yeah. and i think like you could get it it's going to get mixed up to the point where like Harry might kill Craven to save Peter, but like it's taken over by Venom, and then you know to stop Venom, Harry ends up dying when they stop Venom, and which then would you know of course drive Norman over the edge, and you know he yes. probably figures out who Peter is, and then you got, and I hope they do because one thing I think has been missing from Spider-Man is that classic Green Goblin story, which was one of the reasons I got in the comics in the first place, like the original Green Goblin story is a mystery it's a long mystery uh it's basically the spider-man version of x-men's onslaught where this guy is terrorizing things and you in spider-man and people just see this guy flying away cackling before they figure out over a long period of time that it's this person deeply connected to them so yeah i hope that this sets up the third game for norman to go nuts and pull off a whole kind of scheme for 
as Green Goblin. But that's my prediction. I think it's going to be Harry. Harry dies. Norman goes nuts. We get a third game. Logan, I got one last question for you. Uh, this year has been pretty crowded in terms of contenders for game of the year. I mean, you mentioned ha- a few already. Lord knows we're going to get a few more here before things wrap up. What do, ha- what does this game need to bring that you ne- haven't necessarily seen yet that would put it over everything else and be the undisputed game of the year for 2023? Um. It's it's hard to say because as much as I like these games, I, 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 like even the previous two, I there's just a level of. I think it really comes down to the storytelling, honestly. Um, like it, it's going to depend on how they pull the story off and how those emotional payoffs hit. Because the previous games did too. With um, spoilers for the previous game, uh, but like May's death there at the end of the game really hit hard. Um, and I, I think if they have more moments like that spread throughout the game. Um, then it could really end up, I mean, the game's going to be great. Like I have no, I have no doubt whatsoever that it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, this will be one of the most popular games of the year, like I was saying, but whether or not it can reach the same sort of really, really high levels that other games, like what have we had this year? Zelda, I know Baldur's Gate 3 has been really hot lately as well. Starfield, I don't know if people are going to put that on a short list or not. Um, I think if, if, if this can just be like a really, really top tier matchup of gameplay and story going hand in hand i think it could be one of the top contenders for game of the year come the end of the year but the story has to really hit i think and it's always hard to know if it's going to hit because insomniac's doing its own thing with spider-man and i know as much as i love these games i'm also very particular about spider-man and this is what i've told people previously um with the other games like i just I have so many ideas of what I would personally like to see as a fan. And if they can make me geek out as somebody who's been reading Spider-Man comics since I was five years old, um, then I think that will be a really, really uh, big thing. Um, But yeah, it's it's just going to, I think it's really going to come down to the story because I'm already very clearly sold on the gameplay loop that they've got here. All right. Before we get out of here, final question. Did you have fun? Yes, I had a ton of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to playing the full the full game next month. I can't All believe right. it's almost out either. Like it feels like yeah, that's kind of freaking me out. I'm like snuck up have, on us. My PS5 financing is not where it needs to be right now. I gotta, I gotta get on that. All right. So thank you, Logan, for reporting in. This has been your kind of first hand, first look, on hand play Spider Man to come into PS5. Uh, what's the release date? Uh, October twentieth, I believe. Correct. End of October, right before the spooky season of Halloween gets here. So be sure to go to comicbook.com, comicbook, all one word, dot com, backslash gaming, and keep your eye out because the gaming team is going to be all over this and all of the big fall games that are headed our way. So don't miss a beat on that. If you are just clicking on this video or this podcast episode because you are a gaming and or Spider-Man fan, be sure to subscribe to Comic Book Nation on your favorite podcast platforms and be sure to go to comic book again one word dash nation on after oh, i screwed up our own address youtube.com backslash comic book all one word dash nation to subscribe to our youtube page where we drop bonus mat- round material like this episode uh this week alone we're going to have our star wars ahsoka recap our regular live show on friday and this spider-man gameplay report this is what we do we do it all for geek culture this is Comic Book Nation. If you want to find me, I'm at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Connor KCCB. 
I am at more man 12. <laughs> all right. There we go. Thank you again, Logan, for joining us. We are all excited to play Spider-Man 2 this fall on the PS5. This is Comic Book Nation, and we will see you out there. Peace.